This is Just Talk With Sam Podcast, y'all. Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Just put your name on it. If you don't talk about it, be about it. But it's obvious if y'all just listen, we, we never write this out. What's up, what's up? It's your man Sam, host of Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Man, this podcast, we get a chance to sit down with the hilarious Aaron Thompson. Um, we get a chance to talk with him. I I am a new fan. I saw him not too long ago at um, the Fox. He was opening for Cat Williams in the World War III tour. Um, he's up and coming. He talks about his career from... Um, uh, becoming a police officer to being a comedian it's it's quite a journey and you guys need to listen to it on this podcast but before we jump into this podcast we got to pay a few bills everyone under the sound of my voice go to the home for everything related to just talking with sam podcast that is samshownation.com your home for everything related to just talking with sam podcast and right there on the home page and current promotion space there's a donate button we've been going long and strong for 13 years and it's all due to you so if you feel like a good person Hit that donate button and give whatever makes you feel like a good person. I guarantee every single cent goes into this podcast to make it a bigger, better, badder, greater podcast. And maybe you're one of those people who want a little bang for their buck. You can always go to samshownation.com, hit the store link. And by hitting the store link, you, yes, you can get all your favorite Just Talk With Sam podcast swag right then and there. Whether that be hats, t-shirts, uh, stickers, you name it, it's right there. So please check us out. Show your love for the podcast as you go through your daily life. Speaking of the podcast, you can always go to samshownation.com and you can hit that podcast uh, link. And by hitting the podcast link, you can catch up on all of your favorite podcasts. Maybe you want to listen to it right there on the podcast page on the website. Or maybe you listen to podcasts, whatever service you are on. We are wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, iHeart, uh, CastBox, uh, Apple iTunes, uh, uh, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, you name it. Just put in Just Talk With Sam, no G and talking. Just Talk With Sam, no G and talking. And you can hear us on whatever streaming platform that you feel comfortable. Um, also, before we start this podcast, we got a few sponsors. And one of our sponsors is the good folks at Honey. Yes, Honey! Look, we all do some online shopping. 
And if you go to samshownation.com, you click that Honey app, it downloads a service. And when you're doing your online ser- uh, shopping and you hit that Honey app, it scours the entire internet looking for deals, looking for promo codes, looking for whatever you need as you shop. And then it puts it in right there for you. Save some money, get some honey. Go to samshownation.com and click the Honey app. You can save some money with your online shopping by um, getting honey. Also, second sponsor, we all about giving back. And got look, people, gas prices are crazy. But the good service that can help you with that is our next sponsor, the good folks at Get Upside. Yes, Get Upside. Get Upside is an app you put on your phone. You go through samshownation.com. You sign up for the app. It's totally free, by the way. And um, what it does is scours the area you're around. And it finds the cheapest gas prices. And then not only that, they give you deals. They'll say like, hey, X off um, off a gallon of gas. And if you act now, you can get your first time 25 cent off every gallon of gas that you have for your vehicle. I'm telling you, I use it. I wouldn't tell you something I wouldn't use. I'm using it because, again, gas prices are crazy. So please go to samshownation.com and current promotions page and get upside. Uh, next is our buddies, the good folks at Reebok. Reebok has an you know, announcement. I know y'all don't want to hear it, but it's closer than you think. Reebok is starting their back-to-school sale. And if you go through samshownation.com, you can get 40% off site-wide. Whatever you need. Shirts, shorts, pants, shoes. Back-to-school is right around the corner. And this offer starts on the 30th of July. And it runs all the way to September 6th. Put in the promo code BTS exclusive. All one word, BTS exclusive. You can save 40% off site-wide. Hurry up. Back to school is happening faster than you think. And lastly, certainly not leastly, the big dog of them all, Amazon.com. Yes. If you are going to shop at Amazon.com, and we know you are, the only thing we ask you to do is go to samshownation.com, click the link on our current promotions page or the home page in shops you normally would. Look, Amazon got everything you need, and who are we kidding? You're probably going to go to Amazon, so the only thing we ask you to do um, is hit the button at the home page or current promotions page. They got everything from A to Z. So go to Amazon.com via samshownation.com. So that's enough of me right now. We're going to play uh, some comedy from my friend, Aaron Thompson. And we are going to jump into this podcast. i see you in a few. It's kind of strong. I couldn't get it out. How y'all doing? Lovely faces. I love this diverse crowd. It's very diverse. Like me, like me, it is diverse. I know y'all are confused though. They're like, wait, what is he? What is he? His mouth say one thing, but his hair say something different. (laughs) I tell you, my dad is black. My mom is half white, half Spanish. So if I do the math correctly, I think that makes me Puerto Rican. (laughs) Right? Interesting fact, not important about myself. I like to just 
let y'all know about. It's really nothing. It's really small. For 10 years now, I've been a police officer. Thank you. I know y'all like, wait, where's the punchline? No, it ain't no joke. It ain't. I've been a police officer. And same question I ask everybody. Maybe you know the answer. Uh, why am I scared to get pulled over by the police and I am the police? <laughs> Nobody wants a ticket. Nobody wants a ticket. Nobody wants. Look, when an officer comes up to my window, I know the rules. I just hands. <laughs> Registration in the glove box, no sudden movements. I get it now. I'm sorry, too fast? <laughs> Forget that, man. Forget that. But I do, I, do, I do my job. I pull people over at work. Sometimes. I mean, it's an inconvenience for me because I'll be doing stuff. <laughs> or I got to get somewhere. You see a cop rolling somewhere without the lights and sirens on real fast? Is there an emergency? Yes. He got to go take a boo-boo. He's... he's, he's Stomach is hurting. <laughs> but see, I, I, I pulled people over. And, and I pulled this dude the other day. He was on the phone. I said, you know why I pulled you over? He said, yeah, because I was on the phone. I said, no, it's because you got a flip phone. It's 2018. <laughs> what you doing with a flip phone? Obama phones ain't even flip phones. <laughs> I pulled a dude the other day over. He was on the, I mean, I'm sorry. That guy, the flip phone guy, we, we over him. I, I pulled a guy over. He was, uh, he ran a stop sign. Now, we all do, it's California. We all do the California roll, right? We all do that, you know that. Okay, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. We all do that. We all do that, right? And then some of us do the, I didn't see the cop hiding out until the last second stop. That, oh, shit. And you in the middle of the intersection. Smoke is behind you, like, <laughs> shit, maybe he didn't see me. <sighs> he had a female partner. They see everything. <sighs> okay, look both ways like nothing happened. <laughs> then, so this dude stopped. He just ran the stop sign like it was a green light. And I wasn't going to pull him over. I wasn't. Because I wanted to finish the episode on Netflix I was watching. <laughs> This is good. This is good. And, but I did. So I, I, I get behind him and I wasn't going to, but he looked at me and said, what's up when he did it? I was like, really? So disrespectful. So I get behind him. I get out the car and he rapped like rap music is blaring out of the car and ain't nothing wrong with rap music. I love rap music. I rap myself. I love it. You love it. She loves it. He loves it. Especially Drake. And, um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I just don't get this new rap, like this new rap, right? Like, like the, like the mumble rap, but I just don't get it. And you can tell the drugs that they take in with the songs that they making. Percocet, lean, they falling asleep while they're making this music. So, so I mean, I'm, I'm from the eighties and nineties. I'm like, you know, that stuff, that cocaine era, that cocaine era, right? So. So I'm like, man, step out the car, man. So he steps out the car, and he just takes off running. Now I'm like, oh, no. See, he don't know. He don't know. I ran track in college. 
I even give you a five-second head start. I look at my partner like, yo, get your gun out. No, 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 no. Point it up and start me. Now I'm chasing you. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going to catch you. I'm going to catch you. I'm talking to you. I'm going to catch you. I'm going to catch you. But see, sometimes I get a flashback. My, my competitive spirit takes in, and I end up passing the dude. Damn, I lost another one. But I won a race, though. I won a race. <laughs> On IG, Real Aaron Thompson, that is my time. I love y'all. Have a good night. Aaron, thank you so much for uh, just being a part of us, being a part of the podcast. Man, I, I thank you, mainly because you are one of the most interesting brothers I ever had fun doing research on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, thank you for coming to the podcast, being part of the interview. Man, I just want to, I just got to ask, how long have you been doing comedy? Man, I've been doing comedy for about, um, about almost six years now. Um, probably about, about six years. And then we had a year and a half of a shutdown, that pandemic, man. And that kind of messed everything up for comedians, man. Cause a lot of us wasn't, uh, out there doing comedy. So you knew that, man, that kind of, that kind of, seemed a little weird to me you know what i mean so i didn't do that well the pandemic made us all do different things normally i'm when i interview for the podcast whatever i'm a deep face-to-face guy but i had to embrace zoom i didn't want to but i had to embrace it because it's sort of like at that point i don't know what you got you don't know what i got i don't know what your stance is ain't nobody trying to get sick so i get it I trust me, I, I I get it, but like, how were you bit by the comedy bug? I mean, like we could get into it. I just curious, how does it come up? Where did you, where did you, or are you, where did you find your comedic voice, and are you still finding it? Yeah, I I feel like you know we're all continuing to grow, um, in every field we do, like you and your podcast. I'm pretty sure that you still haven't hit that prime yet you know what i'm saying because you're you're always trying to get better you know what i mean and and that's how i feel with comedy like i'm always trying to get better but um you know i you know i had the career um i had the family and i was just like yo there's something missing and and i've been a student of of comedy my whole life not knowing that i was studying for this moment um, and I've been watching and, and studying, observing com- comedians and movies. And, you know, I, I knew, you know, it's, it's so crazy because I love taking the phone out or the camera and, and filming my kids or filming things and making videos and throwing my drone up and making videos. I didn't know that a lot of things that I was doing, they're teaching in film class, like, you know, thirds and all this kind of stuff, you know. So I was a student of the game of comedy for forever. I just did, and and I realized like, oh, like that's what I was preparing myself for. You know, I was sitting around the house thinking like, man, there's something missing. There's something missing. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do something. And I was like, comedy. I love making people laugh. Um, with my background, hard times growing up, I always found that being funny and goofy helped me cope with all of that stuff. So like, I was just like, yo. Let me learn how to turn these crazy thoughts and stories I got up here into a into a joke. So I took a class out in Santa Monica and uh and and it was like three weeks into that class 
I just dove into it, man. Started doing open mics and it just like snowballed. Boom, boom, boom. Started getting booked for all kind of different shows, bar shows and stuff like that. So that's where it came from, man. And you're right. And one thing you did mention when you talk about the podcast, I've been doing this for 13 years. And to this day, if anyone asks me, what is my favorite podcast? It's a cop-out answer. I'll be the first one to tell you. It's hacky as hell. But I say the next one. Because it it like as long as I keep doing it, it's a blessing. So I know what it is when you say like there's for lack of a better term, a hole in what I'm doing. Because like you you wanna figure it out, you wanna you, you don't know until you know. Yeah. I, that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. You don't know until you know, and it's like you must be an athlete or something like that, because shooters Basketball players, they've missed that, but, like, the next one's going in. You know what I mean? It's like the um, next yeah. one's going in. I played a little yeah. baseball. Yeah, I did. Yeah, they, growing they, up, well, hold on, wait. I played ba- growing up, playing just, you know, just in the hood or whatever, but organized. Yeah. Um, I played basketball and baseball. That's true. Yeah, and, and you football. was like, yo, I'm about to get on I'm about to get on base, or I'm about to bring this guy in, or I'm about to hit a home run. That's Even right. if you struck out 20 times before that. You know what I mean? I got so, you next time. I yeah. got you next yep. time. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's funny you mention that because I I don't want to hit the elephant in the room just yet, but um, you apparently before all of this stuff happened, your comedy career, your police career, you were very interested in teaching, being a teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to be a teacher, man. Yeah, you did but, some homework, bro. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I do my thing. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah. Go on, go on. Please tell me a little bit about that. Um, so I was, uh, I, I, when I was growing up, I started around, oh man, I want to say about 15, 16 years old. You know, I love hip hop. I love writing and I started writing poetry. And, uh, then I took, and then one of my English classes in high school, Mr. Fannin was my teacher, American Lit. He made it so fun. Like he, he, I, we had to turn, uh, our Langston Hughes poetry and put it over music because he said a lot of Langston Hughes poetry mm-hmm. was done for music so I, I did I put it over music and he uses it to this day and that was back in the 90s you know what I'm saying so I yeah. and then so he made it so fun that I was like I want to do I want to do that I want to teach kids to have fun um, learning about the things that I love, which was poetry and um, and American literature, you know, you know Langston Hughes and the Roaring Twenties and all that kind of stuff, and so um, so I said to myself, oh, I want to be an American lit teacher. So um, when I went to school, I went to a JC first, ran track at the JC that I went to College of the Canyons, and then um, and then I went to uh, Cal State Northridge and ran track over there and I said I wanted to major in English so I majored in English with a minor in theater because I loved uh the art of acting and 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 stuff like that so I might I majored in English to become an American lit teacher yep yeah and uh just just reading about that now like I said the elephant in the room you are a police officer or are are you still hold on wait are you still or no, no, no. I walked away in January, man. Um, the, the suit, the, the, the commander and the, the captain of my unit and his, and I didn't know the lieutenant because we just had a new lieutenant, but the captain wasn't really vibing with what I was doing. 
he wouldn't give me a leave of absence. I tried to take some time off for the fam. I tried to take some time off for some me time, unpaid. And he was just like, you know, he he did. He talked to back channels, all kind of people to deny this leave of absence I was trying to take. Um, if you don't know, you know who Tabitha Brown is? Yes. Okay, so Tabitha Brown is a friend of mine. Her husband, Chance Brown, is a friend of mine. Um, he took a leave of absence before he resigned. And he was like, yo, you're not taking a leave of absence. You're taking a leap of faith when that time comes. And so Cat Williams had asked me to tour for him, uh, open up his tour. Lunell, I was already opening up her tour, uh, the queen of comedy and, and the king of underground comedy. Both yeah, asked yeah. me to open up for him. And alumni so of this to, podcast. She done been through here. What's up? Yeah, so I had to take that leap of faith and, and, and be about and bet on myself. You know, the money, the pay wasn't as good as being a cop, of course, but I wasn't doing the cop thing for money, and I'm not doing the comedy thing for money. I'm doing it to bring joy to people. So that's what, and I'm betting on myself, man. And when I'm betting on myself and I'm doing it for a good reason, I think that I'm going to be able to provide for my family either way, you know. And one of the things, and I'm glad you brought this up, because when you talk about the Browns, that was um, that was actually a, a topic on our podcast. I, I want to say a year ago, like where he famously gave up his career to help his wife' career. Where it was, um, you had fifteen years. I'm just putting a number on it to do your thing. Now the flip side, where Tabitha Brown starts showing up and start just just really exploding, and he's going to back her. And that was one of the most we looked at that. That's like one of the most loving things you could do is letting your partner live out their dream, live out they, um, and yeah, you may hit a couple snacks along the way, but we in this together. So yeah, when you talk, when you said that, it rung a bell. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know exactly that. Yeah, we had just played ball right before that res- resignation too. We had, we were playing ball, and uh, he was just like, yeah, man, you got to take that leap of faith. You got to. You gotta really like go go after if that's if that's what you want to do. He goes, I'm about to do the same thing because he's a coach, so he's able to now focus on coaching his his you know that the with the program that he runs. And so you know it's it's like with with everything with all of us, we want our passion to be able to provide for our families, and that's what I'm doing, man. And I you you're doing it well. Because it looks like, and before you jump full-fledged in the comedy, you did a brief, and I mean brief, standing as an actor. Yeah. And, <laughs> sorry, I, I hope that didn't sound insulting, but it was a very short time. Well, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do that, man. It was too hard to, to make money off of it. Uh, you were putting more money into it than I could. The only reason why, and I was able to do it. So before I became a cop, Four, 14 years ago I, I wanted to act um, but you know life came and was like nah you ain't ready you know and I think that was God the universe yeah. telling me I'm not ready yet and so um, and then and then as a as a police officer I was still able to do little things here and there I I, I acted in a couple movies um, B you know B, B films um, a friend of mine who's a police police sergeant um, Brittany Morris, her sister's a creator, director, producer, and she put me in a movie called The Molding Maverick Mason, 
Um, and so I, I played a role in that. As a, so I was still a police officer, but I played a gangster in there because, you know, I'm, I got thug tendencies. And then... Uh, well, you've been watching them the whole time. But but at the same time, I've, 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 I've you know, grew up in some shady places. You know what I'm saying? And I had gangster friends. My homeboys were gangsters. My homeboys family members was gangsters. So I, so I was around it growing up, you know? And, and, and then... Um, and then, you know, my friend Megan Good, I, I went to school with her. We went to the same high school. She put me in a couple things as well. So because I, she was just like, yo, Aaron, I think this part would be cool for you. Just come and do a few lines. And I was like, all right. And then she directed Ricky Bell and Amy Bell's uh, music video. And so I, I, I was a cop in there. And you don't have to teach me how to be a cop. I actually went on set and consulted on how what the actors should be doing. Cause so that's all red. Cause that's, I was trained for that. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I did some acting and now it's, it's funny. Now I'm getting back into it. I'm getting back into the acting thing and, um, because of comedy, uh, because of stand up. Yeah. Man, I, I didn't know that far. I did see a few movies that you've done. I didn't know the hookup from Megan Good. I applaud Megan Good. I, I have always been a fan of her work. Um, who are we kidding? I grew up in the uh, 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> Big crush of mine. I just never, yeah. it just it never happened. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. To this day, you know, I tell my wife, I still got a crush on Megan Good. Then I said it. Yeah, yeah. But, um, um, but one of the things I love um, while I was doing my homework, I watched one of your debut specials, uh, the Telerius. Uh, oh, yeah, Viral Network. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And it was very autobiographical. And you really talked a little bit about your stuff, and a lot of that stuff in there. And I and I encourage anyone to watch it. Um, you were good at just pinpoint comedy, but one thing that you I don't know if it's a sleeper hit or not, physical comedy. You really bring it, the the act outs. Like you could tell when someone's phoning it in. No, you were there. You go somewhere in your head where you go back to that moment. You want to touch yeah. on that just a tad bit? Oh yeah, yeah. So physical comedy is a huge part of my comedy. Um, that in that particular stage too, um, the lighting wasn't good in that in that theater. The camera, the director wasn't uh, um, very knowledgeable about stand up comedy. So my friend that owns the network, uh, Manuel White, and he actually is the reason why I became a cop. He's a fire captain in um, in Pasadena. Uh, he's one of the reasons why I became a cop. Uh, you know, he came to me, he's like, yo, why don't you become a cop? And I was like, he, he used to play in the NFL. And I was like, for what? I don't like the police. And he was like, yeah, but look how much money they make. And I didn't have a job at the time. And I was like, yeah, that's a hundred percent more than what I'm making. And so <laughs> yeah. like, uh, yeah. So I was like, all right, let me check it out. But, um, anyway, uh, we weren't able to move. Like they were like, well, if you go too far back, you'll be out of the light. If you go too far, far there, the stage was like this small. And so I couldn't do much, but I was still able to make it work. Now, I, you put me on Cat Williams stage where we're doing arenas. That's mm-hmm. a that's from water like that. That stage is like from here to here. I'm running all over the place. We go to we go to comedy clubs. Um, and I don't know what city you in. What city you in? Oh, we're gonna talk about this. I'm in Detroit, and I saw you at World War Three. But we, that was my next question, actually. Okay, okay. And so you saw how physical I am on that stage, yes. and. and the, and the music, I like to implement music and and bring a, a like I'm entertaining the the crowd uh, more than just standing up there and telling jokes, which a lot of people could do. I can't. I'm not. 
I don't think my writing is good enough. I, I, so I have to, I have to put in there some, something. I, uh, you know, that's. Yeah, I'm that's, giving you that look because. Yeah. <laughs> here's one thing I saw, and this is just my personal experience. Um, you, you. So you tell me some more I don't know, but when I saw you when the World War Three comedy tour came to town, I bought a ticket like everybody else. I was in the theater, and you opened up. But here's where it gets interesting and a tad bit envious. If you are a new comedian, that tour is a master class in comedy. You yeah. got Zuman Miller, Mark Curry, Red Grant, Lou Nell, and the man himself, Cat Williams. Jen Thomas as well. Jen, Jen Thomas Tom and, and Cat Williams. Yep. And every night, you have a legend that could tap you on the shoulder and say, this, that, and the third. And you're like, you will, if you left that tour not exponentially better than what you was before you came into it, something wrong with you. You the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Want yeah. to elaborate on that? That's what I saw as yeah. a fan. Yeah. I, it, it was a masterclass every freaking weekend, every show. Um, and, uh, you know that you're doing something when you have Mark Curry, uh, uh, um, when you have Mark Curry, Lou Nell, Jen Thomas, Zuman Miller, and, and Red Grant tell you, man, you killed that. Yo, you killed that. And then hearing it from Cat, I remember I was walking in the, in the, in the hallway and he passes by like, you know, he's just like a whoosh and then he'll stop. And like he's floating by, you know what I mean? And then, and then, and then he stops and he turns around one time after I came off stage and he goes, so, uh, how do you feel after, after that set? And I was like, uh, no, no, like, no, no, no. He goes, so, 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 you know, what do you think about that set? And I was like, yo, I never, you know, that, that actually, he's like, that actually is pretty good. He goes, no, 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 that's not what I asked. What do you think about it? I was like, nah, that felt good. He's like, Exactly. And and so watching them, I remember Red told me one time I came off the stage, I, I did a great job, but he came off and was like, Hey, do hit him hit him hit him quicker with this. Bam. With do what you do, but hit him quicker with it. I'm like, All right, cool. The next show I did that, he was like, I came off the stage, he was like, I told you. Like so I'm 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 getting these little these little little tidbits from everybody, from Zoo Man. Zoo Man was like, yo, when you come, because Zoo Man's a physical comedian. Yes, Zoo he Man, no, he's a theatrical actor. He's he's He knows what gets the crowd going. He's like, yo, do this. And then, and then Lunel was like, hey, Aaron, why don't you put this here, put that there? And so that's what I did the next one. And then, you know, Mark Curry's like, hey, why don't you sit there for a second on that? You, you wait, but wait just one more second. All right, cool. And then after like, a few months, it was just like bam, 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 bam. So now my set, I I I remember everything and I absorb everything. And I remember Cat even told her, told Lunell, hey, hey, tell Aaron to do this. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I did that even more than what I was doing. So I was able to add to. So all of them, Jen, Thomas, like everybody gave me nuggets to where I was just, I got my ten minutes seemed like a a, a half hour special. You know. I'm going to ask you a very nerdy question that I I believe I'm the only one who picked up on this, but I'm a student. Well, I'm not a comedian myself, 
Um, I tell jokes drunkenly on this podcast once a week, and but I have I, I have a fine respect for stand up comedians. But you did something that people don't do, and I don't know if you was taught this or if this is just how you were brought up. You didn't play to the crowd. Normally, when you get a new, you were the new guy on that tour. Normally, they say, hey, what's up? I'm this, I'm this. How you doing? How this? One of the marks of the professionals that I've seen just growing up, they don't ask questions to the crowd. It's almost like you don't care. You do, but you don't. But I don't, I don't want to hear about your day. And I thought that was like, that's a veteran move. I don't know if you were ever taught that or were you just, I, I, I just got to do me right now because you just jumped into your act. You told me that you was a cop. You start relating some of the crazy stories from being a cop in your act, but you never once asked, how you doing? Right. I, hope, does, does, I hope that makes sense, right? Right, right. So two things. When, I was in De- when we were in Detroit, I was still a cop. And then, okay. so I was able to do, you know, do that. But, um, uh, so I remember when I took that class, um, and, and the, the guy's, the guy's name, the instructor's name is Greg Dean. He was like telling the comedians, don't ask, you know, don't ask the crowd how they're doing because somebody's going to be like, I had a messed up day. My job, you know, they made me work overtime. Don't ask the crowd. They, they, they're, to to see you anyway they're not there to talk about you know what they went through they, they they're there to forget but i learned that along the way because when i first started even though i, I was he told me that i kind of still did it here and there and then but the reason why i did it and, and i go back to what red grant he goes hit them early the reason why comedians do that is because they need to feel more comfortable so if I ask you, if I come on stage and be like, "Hey, how y'all doing?" I'm 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 insecure, and then and and the crowd are like sharks in the water. They gonna they gonna sense that blood or a dog. They know what, that you're in fear, so they're gonna be like, "Oh, this guy, he's not ready." So I just I was like, "Yo, I don't have time." First of all, I only have ten minutes. I don't have time to ask y'all how y'all doing. I just I just want to give you the joy that I came to give you. And that's why I hit them right over the head early because I, you, you know, like you don't have to, you don't want to come here. Me ask you how you doing. You want, you come, you come here really to see cat, but you come here to see the comedians and, and, and see what they got. Now, one of the things I equated that to now, like I said, that was a very nerdy question and I don't know how many people didn't ask you that, but, um, not many, uh, uh-uh. uh, I just equated that into, I was like, oh, he's a police officer. Whenever a police officer shows up, regardless of whatever they show up, they got to take control. They're the person who's trying to um, either calm you down, fix the problem, or whatever, what have you. So I was just like, oh, well, that's just probably his police training telling him, okay, I'm walking on stage. This is now my house. All right, everybody shut up. It's funny that you bring that up because um, I was talking to someone about in another interview, they, and she asked me about the the fear on getting on stage, or you know, a lot of people have fear about getting on stage. <clears throat> I was never afraid of talking in front of people. Um, I'm always, you know, comedians. We always like, oh, I hope they think this is funny. But as far as like what 
you call, you call it stage presence. What we call it is police officers command presence. Like you said, I got to walk into somebody's house and say, tell them basically, all right, this is my house now. What's the problem? You call me domestic violence or whatever it may be. I'm here to investigate. This is my house now. You have a seat in that chair that you bought, but I'm telling you to have a seat and I'm telling you to have a seat. And now let's go work this out. And so it's the command presence. When I get on stage, you got to have that command presence because like I said earlier, the, the sharks, man, they, the, 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 and you know, as, as, as brothers and sisters, as black people, I heard a comedian say this once and it, and it, and it's true. We think we are like the, the gatekeepers of comedy. Like if you don't make us, if you don't make us laugh, then you ain't funny. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, yeah. So, so, so because we're so, we're critics. We're like, yo, this music better be good. This food better be good. This seating better be good. Like, that's just us, you know? And Man, so, uh, it goes all the way back. If I Look, Andre 3000 said it best in the song, The Elevators. The GOAT, first of all. Throw him out there, yes! Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, if it don't move your feet, then I don't I don't eat. eat. So we like neck to neck. Neck to neck. Yep. Thank you. And that's yep. the same thing. We have that same um, criticism that goes to comedy, that goes to acting. If I can't believe you're this character, you ain't doing your job. Yeah. And comedy. If yeah. you can't make me laugh, I didn't went through hell and hot water to see you. I didn't have to go get a babysitter, gas prices. Um, I, I didn't got into this theater. I didn't did all of this. Waited in line. You you know, and and, and Detroit had to deal with that gas leak. So yep. every, so it was late. Y'all was late coming in anyway. The show started an hour and a half late because of the yes, gas it did. leak. But the thing about it is a lot of comedians uh, that have a lot of money, like Cat, would have let it shut down. And he would have been like, all right, turn off. We'll, we'll be back tomorrow. You know, but he was like, yo, if they're willing to wait in this snow, then I'm willing to wait and I'm willing to do this too. And that's what he did. But, um, you're, you're right. Like, and that's the, but that's my pet peeve too, man, about comedians or even entertainers, but especially stand up comedians. A lot of stand up comedians that I see, they go up there, man, and they act like, mm, y'all here to see me. I'm not really giving you my all, dude. I, I, I I've performed in in a in in a and in, in a bar with two people in the crowd, and I when I tell you that was probably one of my at, at that time you know years ago that that was one of my best sets at that time that was one of my best sets and I was sweating when I came off the stage for these two people I felt like this was Jay Z and Beyonce they paid fifty grand for me to come a hundred grand for me to come by myself but there was there was more comedians on this show than audience members because of the promoter didn't promote it right but that wasn't their fault they came anyway so right. I gave them my all and that's what you're going to see for me you ain't never going to see me sit on the stool sit back and, and be up there for however many minutes acting like I don't care about something you know and the greatest comedians that you know gave it your all like Paul Mooney when he goes up there you know what you're about to get he about to mm -hmm. sit and, and give you a class and that's what he did. And so, but he gave it his all and a true comedian give it all. Not, you know, I, I run into a lot of comedians, man. And, and they, and they, they, 
I, I see that they don't, they're not as hungry as me. And so I'm already knowing that, you know, I'm like, yeah, then, you know, if they don't want it as bad as me now, when they get off stage, I'm about to make their people, their friends like me, because I'm going to give them my all, you know, I learned this lesson a long time ago. Um, actually, my dad kind of taught me this. Everybody slack off their job. The thing that makes you better than everybody, if you don't. Yep. And yep. Um, one thing I want to um, jump on, I got two more questions. I didn't already cut into my time already. Um, three, technically, because I want to give you props. It's not really a question. It's props for the um, uh, Plastic Ring Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, how you get yours? Because I got mine because I lost my wedding ring for about an hour in front of my wife. She freaked out. And the next morning, I had a pack of six of these. Oh. I got the Amazon overnight. The uh, Steph Curry boys, the SC3s. Yeah. Wait, no. a lot, uh, I, 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 the first time I saw these was when I was an officer. Um, a, lot of, a lot of officers can't wear uh, metal on their fingers or hands. Or shouldn't I should I should say because uh, or firefighters they could get they could get it snagged in something on a fence or something like that and it could that's the end of your finger. Yep. So you know I um I got these for that and then to play I could play ball with it I could work out with it still um and I got you know I do wear it all the time and I got the tan line to prove it. Yeah. And because uh, if I, you know, if you do you lose your ring, right, you lose that gold ring, man, you're going to be upset or that tungsten, you're going to be mad. I got one for oh, the stage, oh. but, you know, I, you know, the rubber, I, you know, it costs, what, $10 or something like that. So, you know. Hey, I had a pack of six waiting on me the next day. So when I keep seeing it, I'm like, yep. I wonder what he did because I always equated to get in trouble. I was changing her tire. I'm like, I'm doing this for you. Yeah. No, no, uh-uh, run it back. And I, you I don't care real... about it enough. You don't care about it enough. This is a symbol. You don't care about this relationship marriage enough to keep it. Okay. Keep it. Okay. I got all of that's that. What she, I got that's all what she that. was thinking. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I got all of that. But yep. one of the things I, I, um, I said is one of my uh, ending questions. Um, This is more of a question for you. Johnny Flowers help you get your start in comedy? Because that name comes up a lot on this podcast. Really? One person had a bad thing to say about that man. Johnny Flowers put me on my first book show. And then later, a little later down the line, he put me on my first, he gave me my first paid. Uh, Cat Williams was on one of his shows. Like that's how Johnny Flowers... He's been around for a while. Yo, Johnny Flowers. So I started out there in Orange County and, uh, and that's where, uh, in California, Southern California, Orange County. And I went to an open mic because this is when I was doing open mics like every night. And, uh, he saw my set and he comes down. He goes, Hey, man, you know what? Uh, you know, I, I'm going to put you on a show. Like, you funny, man. You really a cop. I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah, I used to be out in Watts back in the day. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was like, yeah. So, and I remember, he's the reason why, man. Like, uh, when I did a show for an AA group, just like Cat Williams did, he does a lot of those AA because he works with people uh, who has addictions, uh, helps them get off addiction. And uh, Johnny, Johnny, 
gave me twenty dollars, and uh, and I was like, "Yo, man, I was very appreciative." You know, I'm like, "Yo, I, I appreciate this. This is my first paid gig. I, I thank you a lot." And he goes, "Man, that's he goes, that's not that's that's not nothing. That's nothing compared to what you're gonna make in the future." He goes, "And matter of fact, he always says matter of fact. Matter of fact, if." if comedians focus on the business side of comedy as much as they do the writing part, they would be more paid comedians. And so I thought of that resonated with me. And I thought about that. Like, I'm like, you're right. You know, I don't, I, if you're going to book me on a show, I'm going to ask you how much does it cost? I'm not, dude, I'm trying to provide for my family and he's, he's absolutely right. And I think you should even have him on his show because this dude knows more. I comedians. do want Johnny Flowers. He has a yeah. wealth of knowledge. Just of hearsay. Yeah, I'm a definitely. So I'm I'm a I'm a plug y'all up, man. I'm a plug. He 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 definitely will be a great guest and give you some great wisdom because this dude he he puts on a lot of comedians, man. And 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 I'm gonna put this now that you're recording because me and my boys talked about it. My homeboy Tron Jones, very funny comedian as well, because um, we started around the same time. Uh, we get we gonna have Johnny be a a, a, a um a club owner like he needs his own comedy club and if he had the money he probably would have one already um I mean he does well because you know he 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 has a great job but it costs a lot of money to do something like that right and he's providing right. for his family really well but we we definitely uh he's he's gonna be around me as long as I'm doing comedy. And I don't care how big I am or small I am, Johnny Flowers is going to be around. I um just thinking off the top of my head, how about a GoFundMe? Just put it out to the people. And yeah. um, that's his club. Yeah. Yeah. He, that, that's dope, just off man. the top of my head. Yeah, that's dope. I, I don't even think about GoFundMe a lot because I'll be like, if I'm going to put a GoFundMe out, I need to put one out for me. I This is H&M right here, $6 right here. This ain't, I'm just saying, this- man. <laughs> give flowers, all right, no pun intended. Give flowers to the guy who who, who put you on. And I yep. from the stories that have been brought to me on this podcast about that man, he has put on some a lot of people. Let's just put it like a that. A lot of people. There's Without five. There's five people that I that I I want to say five people that I that are significant when it comes to each step in my career. I think six. One is uh, my wife, because when I when I came to her and I said I wanted to start comedy, she at first she was like, "Ah, oh, this is another one of your things." Because I've done a lot different things, and 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 she saw me at an open mic, and she was like, "Oh, you got something." And so she's been supportive of this since day one. So that without her support, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Then Greg Dean with the, with the class. Without that, I wouldn't have been able to, to, to learn the fundamentals. As soon as I learned the fundamentals, I was off, but he taught me the fundamentals. Then it was uh, a buddy of mine, Kevin Dunnigan, who's an actor and a, and a retired police officer who's been acting for 20-some years, Adam Sandler movies. Uh, been yep. touring with SWV, like all kind of different. I mean, in both, um, uh, 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 the Forrest Whitaker show, um, Godfather of Hall- uh, Harlem. He's yeah. been on that show. He's been on Bosch. He's been on, so he's been on a lot of things. But when I told him about comedy and he was like very supportive, he was like, yo, let's do it. Like, like go, I'll go to your shows and snap. 
he introduced me to Chris Spencer. Chris Spencer is uh, uh, I'm very uh, familiar with Chris Johnny Spencer. Flowers. Right. So Johnny Flowers is 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 after Greg Dean for putting me on those shows. Chris Spencer, Kevin Dunnigan, then Chris Spencer, then Lunell, and now Cat. So that's seven. So I think that's seven. I'm bad at math. I was an English major. So I'm. Um, uh, but what I'm saying is. I know very specifically who's helped me in my career. And now I'm, now I'm gaining more to that. And I never forget anybody, anybody that's helped me along the way. Well, Aaron, I want to just say this because we're getting up against it. I already covered the time we supposed to have. I hope I didn't um, do nothing to you, but. Uh, oh, no, I'm good. Yeah. All right. All right. But what I was getting at is you are living proof that dreams happen. Period. Point Thank blank. You, if you work Thank hard. You. And you and and you about it, good things will happen. One more time for the people in the cheap seats. I want you to push your Instagram, your Facebook, your projects, whatever you got. Go ahead. Floor is yours. All right, man. Well, uh, I'm Aaron Thompson. My Instagram is at real Aaron Thompson, not the real, just at real A A R O N A A Ron Thompson. Um, and I'm 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 currently working on my. Uh, my special that I'm going to be filming soon is called, uh, the special is going to be called Defunded um, because I defunded myself with, you know, to do this comedy thing. Um, uh, and I'm going to be actually doing some local shows and going, uh, going on, on the road. I want to, we're doing, uh, the works are in to do a first responders tour. It's going to be myself and a few other first responders, military and, nurse and and police and fire doing that do comedy as well um and i'm gonna be you might see me on a on on the on a ship because i'm gonna start i want to get out to sea i want to take my family on these cruise ships man and get paid to do it mm-hmm. so uh, you'll probably see me out there on a, on a cruise but i'm coming to detroit hopefully within the next four months um or four or five months and i'll definitely let you guys know and uh yeah man just just you know continue to pursue your dreams if you're doing something that you love passionately and look out for me man because i'm coming i will and i'll make sure i put a lot of that in the show notes so people can contact you your social media info i know we up against it but i just thank you so much for doing my podcast you're welcome back anytime i look forward to seeing you you when you come back to detroit you was playing the first time thank you do it again yeah yeah i had a great time man thanks no thank you and um, I'll holler at you, man. Thank you, Aaron. All right, brother. All, All right. right. Thank How you. am I the police? And I'm still scared to get pulled over by the police. Because <laughs> with my hat on, I'm a brother. You know what I'm saying? What's up? Yo, yo, yo. Hey. Hey. With it off, I'm a hola, como estas? No say, officer. No say. I know y'all like, wait, what is he? I'm so confused right now. My dad is black. And my stepdaddy. And my mom is half white, half Spanish. So if we all do the math, 
that makes me Puerto Rican. Did, did you calculate that? Like, I, as soon as I see that red light and hear that chirp, that chirp, you know what? Well, I, I always go, boop, 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 boop. Soon as you hear that, you get that pucker factor. You know what that pucker factor is? It's when you're scared and your booty hole close up like, Pshit! Get that black and white fever. I pulled up to a girl one time. She had that black and white fever. She was on the phone. She was like, yeah, girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. She saw us at the corner of her eye. She was like. That was slick. I was like, yo, that was slick. That's a good one. That's a good one. No, I do. I get scared. Like I, I, I just put my hands out the window. And I'm still driving. Officer, what do you need? Registration in the glove box? No sudden movements. I'll get it now. Oh, sorry. Too fast? It's crazy, man. I pulled over the, a dude the other day. He, he ran a stop sign. Now, we all do that California roll out here, right? We all do that like, eh, eh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, no, okay, 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 okay. We all do that, right? And we do that. I didn't see the cop hiding to the last second stop. That, oh, shit, And you in the middle of the intersection. <laughs> you look both ways like nothing happened. Like, okay, I'm good. But this dude just ran the stop sign. Like it was a green light. And I wasn't going to pull him over, but he said, what's up to me when he did it? I was like, really? And at the same time, I was really not trying to pull him over because I needed to watch the rest of the episode on Netflix I was watching at the time. <laughs> This is getting good. So I get behind him. I give him that pucker factor. And uh, I get out the car. Now, rap music is, is, is blaring. Ain't nothing wrong with rap. I love rap. It's just this new rap I'm not really into yet. Like, the beat is cool, but you can tell the drugs that they're taking with the music that they're making. Right? The Percocet, the lean. They falling asleep while they're making this music. Right? I come from the 80s and 90s. That's that cocaine era, that cocaine. I get up to the car. I'm like, hey, yo, man, you got any warrants? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? He says, step out the car, man. He steps out the car. He takes off running. I'm like, oh, he don't know. I ran track in college. 
I even give you a five second head start. I'm like, yo, I look at my partner, yo, get your gun out. <clears throat> no, 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 no. Point it up and start me. I'm chasing after him. Ha ha, I'm going to catch you. I'm going to catch you. But see, I, I forget where I am. And I get a flashback. And I end up passing the dude. I lost another one. But I won the race. Let me tell you two things before I go. Two things. I know y'all paying y'all sitters overtime right now. Let me tell you two things. Um, one, it's good to have a good partner. My job is, is crazy. You have to have crazy life, crazy partner. I got to have a good partner. And don't judge. My partner is gay, okay? It's 2019. It's okay. It's okay, man. It's 2019. My partner's gay. My sister's She's married to a beautiful woman. They have kids from previous relationships by men who made them turn gay. <laughs> I'm a good brother. I call my sister on Father's Day. <laughs> Wish him happy Father's Day. She's like, Aaron, which one are you talking to? I'm like, you're right, you're right. The one who wore the strap on last, that's who I'm talking to. I love my sister. Man. But my, my, my partner's gay. Ain't nothing wrong with it. And, and like, we'd be sitting there and be like, so, Thompson, what are we going to do today? And he come in handy. He come in handy because when I'm trying to get the gun off the suspect and they, he not he over here backing up the crowd because they come out with a cell phone, like back up, nothing to see here, back up, nothing to see here, nice boots, back up. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I need your help. And he'll come and he'll run over, right? To help. Don't laugh. That's how he run. He ran track too. He fast. And he and he and he a big dude though. He a big dude. So we had to tackle this big dude. He was like, "Yo, when we tackle him, we gonna team take down. I'm gonna get the bottom half. You get the top half." I was like, All right, to the bottom half. It looked just like this. He was like, "I got you. I got you." And there you have it. Yes, that was a great talk. Uh, with Aaron Thompson on Just Talk with Sam podcast. And also, if you um, go to samshownation.com or you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you can see the entire interview. Um, you can see it. It's right there. You can watch along with us. There were a few visuals, so uh, we're giving that to you. So go to you know, the YouTube page, Aaron Thompson, the interview's there. And um, that's pretty much what I have right now. But speaking of podcasts... I'll be remiss if I didn't bring out my boys from the Act Accordingly podcast with Bash and Z. Check them out there wherever podcasts can be found as well. So check them out. 
Check out our buddies at the After Cornley Podcast. I would like to thank my guest today, Mr. Aaron Thompson. You can check him out on those social medias at Real Aaron Thompson on just about everything, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, whatever. Oh, TikTok, all of it. Real Aaron Thompson. Look him up. Thank me later. He's coming to a city near you. Go to his website. There, go. They got dates. He's man, funny dude. Check him out. I mean, it's cool hearing him, but you gotta see him live, man. Uh, real Aaron Thompson. So, I thank him for being on the podcast today, and um, ask for everything related to just talk with Sam podcast. No GN talk. Just talk with Sam podcast. You can find us at our home. SamShowNation.com, your home for everything related to Just Talk With Sam podcast. Also, um, on Facebook, Instagram, um, Just Talk With Sam, no G and talking, Just Talk With Sam. Uh, on Gmail, Just Talk With Sam, for, uh, no G and talking for all your questions, comments, concerns. Um, and also, SamShow11 on Twitter. That's that's what I got this week. We will be back. And um, until then, peace out, everybody. <laughs>